What is up? Sorry, I had to get the Yoohoo and Lee Torsi in. So, yeah, I, I I think that the music was good today. I don't think there. Hopefully, for those listening, there won't be too much of a jump out there in the beginning. We try to give them something to pump up the people. And yeah, and that we pumped up the people. That's what's important. Now, is that a new Beastie Boys, or is that something that we've well, used no. constantly? I mean, not no, new in the sense that, that that's probably Beastie Boys, like circa nineteen ninety. Three, I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember when uh, the first was it mid '80s, right? The Beastie Boys mid '80s. Yeah, man. I uh, yeah, um, that's right, that's right. Beastie Boys. I think it was like eighty, late '86, maybe early '87, somewhere around there. I always. You uh, man? How's your week? I'm doing fine. I'm I'm doing fine. One of the Beastie Boys was married to my uh, crush of Ioni Sky from Sanic so I don't I don't remember which one it was. Um, I'm not sure who it is. Yeah. I know there's, there's, uh, of course, uh, we're, we're missing one Beastie Boy. One of them has passed. Yeah, one of them. I think that's probably why they can't play together anymore. I well, they refuse to play. Yeah. They refuse to play without a third. I respect that. Yeah, no, that I, I just, I think they, they did make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame post, you know, the guy that died though, right? Yeah, so they did. And so, if I died, would you go on with the show? Well, we might have to find someone else that was born in 1973. I actually had that same question last night. Like, what 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 would happen if I was forced out for creative differences? Would you find someone uh, like a B. Mart? Who is he? 73 too, or 70? B. Martin is 73. Matt Reagan. Oh, it would work. I'm sure you could finagle it around so it would work. You just have to change he knows the mug. 74 losers too. Uh, I uh my sister just got a mug uh and I put the picture on the uh the Facebook uh our, our 1973 podcast Facebook page so she's on there uh, um Susan so she's sporting the gear I love and, that you know if you, supporters. if you ever take a picture I would love to put it up on our Facebook page uh, if you get any like a t-shirt or a you know, mug. I gotta or... remember to order the t-shirts. I always forget. I actually want the ugly, the ugliest one. And I hope B-Rock hears that. It's the lime green. Which the I lime think... green I was thinking about. I actually got the Royal Navy blue. Yeah. And the black I and the white. That. I, yeah, it's... yeah. And then sometimes the gray, I think the gray, I just ordered two for someone in gray. So uh, I think the gray is the way to go also. But uh, yeah. I think you can get a, uh, a onesie for a kid with, yeah. with our faces on it, which is just, Sounds absolutely, uh, you know, terrifying. <laughs> I think there's actually a mask on there, but our graphic isn't like on the, the front of the mask. Yeah, so that's useless. Nobody wants yeah. that. I mean, maybe it is, and maybe it just was a, you know, an error. Well, but I also, let, me, let me be clear. Masks are not useless, but if you want a no, mask. No, no, no. I mean, representing yourself on a mask right. would not be exactly. the way to go. That's um, right. So you asked me, you know, before I digressed a long time ago, how was this week? It was a, it was a, it was an okay week. I, I was just chatting with someone yesterday and she said, Eric, you know, you, you haven't sound that good in a long time. So I'm feeling good. You know, I am ready for the weekend. I don't have that much planned, uh, which is good. I think it's good just to chill. And um, do yeah. you think it's 1973 as to why you're feeling so good lately? Probably a couple things, which uh, I probably don't want to discuss on here, but a couple things are making me feel good. And and uh you know there's a lot to talk about um are they uh, legal things that make you no they're all legal they're all okay i'm I'm pretty legal but 1973 Um, is on that list would you say that that's fair oh it's very high on the list very high um that's what i was waiting on so i i sort of wanted to start tonight talking about baseball um because i i don't know about do you about you do you first off where was the all-star game supposed to be this year atl ATL, how was the city affected by the absence of the All-Star game? Do you think people cared or how did you, how did people feel generally about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it was like a political lightning rod for a lot of people. Um, And I think that 
unfortunately, the people who I think suffer the most are the people who uh, probably need it the most. And the vendors and yeah, which yeah. yeah, and I mean those are the people who uh, are not in a position to uh, really share their opinion about uh, what it means and how it could help them. So I think that sucks, you know? Uh, did you, I agreed with major league baseball and their decision to move. I know a lot of people think that they were doing it just under pressure. I think it was a good decision. I hope though in time, I hope they are able to return back to Atlanta and have a good all-star game. I think it's a delicate line to be honest with you. I think that, uh, sports has to be careful because I think there is a place for, for it's a forum, right? And they're very influential, the players and right. the player association and the owners certainly with all their money. So I think that there is a platform for it, but I think that there is a fine line about um, from a league-wide perspective, not from an individual player perspective about being too political. So that's that's my only thing. I, I love when players come out and if they want to, you know, LeBron James obviously has been very, very vocal about, um, you know, the way that he feels about certain things and like, you know, some of these like idiot politicians come on and they'll say, oh, you know, you just dribble a basketball. Like it's like the most insulting thing ever. Right, he like, has opinions. And I guess that was but I, I I don't know if I heard as much outrage from baseball players about the Georgia he, law as yes. as we heard from you know, players in the NBA about some of the other issues that were going on um, involving police brutality. Um, so I don't know how much engaged MB MLB players were in the issue. Um, obviously, this is was in response to the Georgia, the new Georgia legislation laws yeah. that were passed, um, I guess, that make it tougher for people to vote. Right. Flexibility yeah. wise. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've made an effort to try and keep the show non-political as much as Which possible. Which I know is hard for you. Yeah, yeah. But I, to be honest, part of the reason why I am so much more refreshed is I've made a conscious effort to stay away from politics as much as possible. Um, right. And it's, you know, it's leaving me more content. That being said, obviously, I want a lot of the problems that are going on in our society to be addressed. But one of the things, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just, I just said 100%. Yeah, I think that there was, to answer your original question, I think that there was some commotion initially when it was moved to uh, Denver. Right. And But I think, honestly, I had forgotten about it until you mentioned it. And so I, I think- I did watch it. That's why I actually watched a, a little bit of it. Zach Wheeler did get the final out in the All-Star yeah. game. So he pitched to one batter. Um, yeah. And I did- that, right. Yeah, I watched, um, so I did watch the home run hitting contest. I didn't think I would ever watch that again. And then I saw this guy named Pete Alonzo for the Mets. I mean, this guy is amazing. Um, he actually won more money in one night. He won a million dollars than his whole salary is for this year. He's making like six something. Uh, I guess he's still on his rookie deal, huh? He's on his rookie deal, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was amazing. And then he beat the guy. I didn't know, was it Trey Mancini? I didn't know. His story from the Orioles that he was a colon cancer survivor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was they were actually in the finals. So it was a pretty cool story. I I had never heard about his story and um, that he was a stage three survivor. So I mean that was pretty inspiring too. Yeah, I read. I started to read his story on ESPN, and I didn't get all. I didn't finish it because other stuff popped up. Uh, but I definitely bookmarked it. So I I will have read it before the uh, end of the weekend. I'm really excited about that piece. You know, I got to be honest with you, man. I got bored watching the Home Run Derby. Like, I watched uh, Otani, right. and I watched um, Soto, and I watched um, – I'm forgetting somebody who I watched. And after, like, three or four guys, it was just, like – it just got boring to me, you know? Like, why, I didn't see P. Lonzo. Uh, I like him a lot. Uh, you, despite being a University of Florida graduate, but um, Alonzo is, huh? Yeah, but I like he he like he has fun with the game. You know, I like Tatis. I love watching him. Like I like guys that like to have fun. Like I know baseball has this unwritten rule book, and you know you don't do these certain things, and you don't do those certain things, and you know 
I, I just think that baseball, if they want to capture the modern day fan, they have to have more guys like Tatis, Vlad, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Jr. We and, remember his dad. I mean, that's so cool Alonzo, to see his yeah, dad yeah, 25 exactly. years ago and now to see him play. Yeah. Speaking of which, I read the other day that uh, Steve Bedrosian's son is in the Phillies farm system now. Oh, wow. Bedrock. Yeah, he kicked around the majors a little bit. He's like, uh, I don't know if they call him like junior bedrock or what, but uh, <laughs> they, call, they call him uh, Barney Rubble. I don't know. But uh, but, <laughs> but he is, uh, he's, I think he's like 29. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really watch much of the All-Star game. I watched a little bit, maybe an inning, but, um, and I used to love the All-Star game as a kid. I, 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 There's I, I, a reason why, and I heard the discussion about it, and it makes so much sense. Remember, you didn't have interleague play, right. and you didn't have as much free agent movement as you see today. So these guys stayed in the same city for a long period of time, and the, really the only time they would see one another in a game would be either spring training or an All-Star game, and you would see these guys play if they actually got the boat. Remember the punch cards? Yeah, we used to get it. Dude, yeah. the punch cards were the best. Yeah. Now, were you were you were you voting for Steve Jeltz? Uh, Steve Jeltz, I was probably the one Philly I wasn't stuffing the ballot for, but you bet your you bet your ass I was voting for Juan Samuel. Juanie Samuel. Yeah. Second baseman. And, and I'm sure I was voting my ass off for Ricky Jordan. <laughs> now, Ricky played what position? Was he an outfielder? No, he was first baseman. He was first baseman. I brought up uh, today, you know, who I brought up in a text conversation with someone, they were like, why is Matt Moore starting for the Phillies? And I was like, I originally said, cause Kyle Kendrick was unavailable. And then I was like, I was going to drop Don Carmen on you, but I thought that was <laughs> too far. I love that name. And I think Don Carmen, he had such a great name. He ended up playing for, I think the giants at the end of his career. Um, or it might've been the other way around. He played with the giants before he got to the Phillies. But, uh, you know, it'll be like uh, some of these names will come up in my head, like a Dan Quisenberry and names from the 80s that we used to look at their playing cards. Yeah. And you, you realize that, you know, these guys, unfortunately, this year was pretty bad for Major League Baseball. A lot of the greats died this past year, which was, you know, really a shame um, when, um, yeah, I, I think when it, one of the Negro brothers died, right? Yes. Uh, I think it was, was it Joe Negro, I think? Joe. And Donnie Sutton died this year, uh, yeah. which was sad. And I mean, these guys are not great baseball players. Both are Hall of Famers. But yep. when people think of them, they think of them as marginal Hall of Famers. But I mean, it's still a little bit hard to think about it. Um, and uh, I think the one that hit me was Tom Seaver dying because I yeah, never thought man. of Tom Seaver as, you know, I remember back in the 80s, we still got to see Tom Seaver pitch for the White Sox and then the Mets at the end of his career. But you realize what a dominant pitcher he and Nolan Ryan were over, you know, 70s, 80s and 90s. I mean, they, less Seaver because he didn't pitch in the 90s, but Ryan pitched in the 70s, 80s and 90s. And then Seaver also pitched in the 70s and 80s. And I don't think he was on that 86 Mets team, but he was on the 85 team. So he was okay. I, I feel like, uh, this is going way back. Um, I feel like, was your dad a big Tom Seaver fan? I feel like I think he probably was, I think yeah. a lot of it had to do with, you know, my dad was a Mets fan because of the movement of the giants and the Dodgers to, uh, to both LA and San Francisco. And then they decided to put another national league team in New York. And then they, a lot of people don't realize this. They combined the colors of the Mets and the giants. That's why you have the blue and the orange. Oh, how about that, man? Yeah, That's yeah. good knowledge by you. Good, I had good no idea. And uh, the Mets were an expansion team. I think they came in with the Astros in 62. Okay. And they were awful. They were awful. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I seem to remember, like, your dad being a Seaver fan. And I, I also remember going to your house and um, – getting the little Drake's Cakes baseball cards. You remember those? Yes. Yes, I do. I, still I, have, I still have some of my cards. Do you I really? Have I have my cards, cards too, but I don't have any Drake's Cakes cards. Yeah, well, those were like special cards that they would put out every once in a while with the, you'd have to get the packet of food in the, in the multi-pack Drake's pack. You know, you would have, you would get, you know, like the eight pack of the ring dings or the, uh, the devil dogs. Devil dogs. Some of my favorites. 
and and then yodels remember yodels, yodels was the one i forgot yeah so yeah. i remember ringdings uh so i used to love when because your family without question always had yodels and ringdings my mom liked drake's cakes she don't let love us have drake's it she didn't and let us have it after like 1985 or something. I, I got, or some point afterwards, we went sort of on a health kick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I love Drake's cakes. Yeah, and I remember going to your house and like, I would ask you because I was like, and if, if like David? your mom like left the room, I would like make a run for that like door. Drake's cakes? And, and yodel? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, no, I always went for the ringdings. To me, the ringdings were the best of the best. <laughs> well, um, you know, it's funny. If you still like yodels, I don't know if they have it down in Atlanta. They have a white chocolate yodel, which I haven't been brave really? enough to try yeah. yet. But that sounds interesting. It looked good. It looked yeah. good. Yeah, uh, that, I, we need to get it. But I, I am telling you, I will forever marry Drake's Cakes with your house. And I don't know if the cabinet is still blue, but I remember the blue. Oh, dude, of course it's, it's, of course it's still 1970s Brady Bunch blue. Hell yeah. There was, <laughs> that's where you kept them the, on the upper shelf. That's where the ringdings were. And I used to slide my little fat little hands in there and try to get ringdings when your mom wasn't looking. Cause you used to sell me out. Cause I would say to you, I would say, Hey, can we, can you ask your mom if we can have some ringings? And you know what you would say to your mom? I, dude, I remember this so clearly. You know what you would say to your mom? Ross wants to know if we can have ringings. And I was like, you son of a bitch, you're selling me out. So wow. then that's when I was like, I'm just going to take matters in my own hand, go, go literally. And I went for the ringings on that upper shelf and when no one was looking. So they used probably, to have, though, I, I think they used to have like tin foil on it. They did. They did. They always sort of rubbed me the wrong way because I just, I don't like tinfoil. I, I just, I still, to this day, really, you know, I guess when I was unwrapping it once, there was like a piece of tinfoil still on it and messed with my teeth. So I still, uh, I don't know. I don't know though. I, I, I wonder if that's happened to other folks out there. I love tinfoil. I'll tell you what, man, I'll tell you what I you hate. love tinfoil. I love tinfoil. I put everything in tinfoil on tinfoil. Not saran wrap. So versatile, dude. Saran, you can stick saran wrap up your grass for all I care. I hate saran wrap. I can't get saran wrap to stick to anything. It sticks to my hands. It sticks to saran wrap. That's, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be absorbent to like uh, rip things together. It's the worst. Uh, why does anyone use that? And wax paper. Does anyone use wax paper anymore? I do. <laughs> well, for what? What do you use it for? I don't know. For like cooking. I think we use wax paper. And you can get it in Costco. I'll do a fine plug for Costco. You can buy wax paper in Costco and you get like the mega the mega uh, one, you get like two of them for yeah. like, for not that much money. That's why yeah. I like Costco. But back to sports for our one. Right, listener. right. For our listeners that haven't. So, I, you know, so we're we're back into the, the weeds of July, which is when baseball and sports tends to slow down this next couple of weeks until we get to um, the beginning of football season with spring, you know, summer training. Um, but with baseball, the Phillies actually are doing a doubleheader today. So they started at 4.05 and then they're going to go seven innings. I don't know what the score is. Probably, so it's, it's still in the early innings of the first game. And then they have a second game against the Marlins tonight at 7.05. So, you know, I was thinking about going, but I decided not to. It's one of those games where you actually get two games for the price of one and you get to stay there. Um, so, yeah. So the question is, will they win two games tonight? because they really need to uh, start to beat the Marlins, a team they've had a lot of problems with in the past. The Marlins are their kryptonite. I don't have a whole lot of confidence. I don't know what the score is right now, but I do know Matt Moore started. And, yeah, that's not good. Right, exactly. A lot of times when he starts, that's not good. But, you know, let's, listen, let's talk about the Phillies a little bit. Their, their bullpen has been an absolute dumpster fire. But have did they have they major made uh, have they possibly found someone in Ranger Suarez as a potential closer? I love I love Suarez. I don't think that I I thought I saw him more as a starter than a closer. But right, you know he's been effective and uh, he's been good. It's not just been this year. I mean he's been consistently pretty good for them. And uh, so that well, the was, trade the Phillies we got to figure out what the Phillies are because yeah. the trade deadline is a, about two weeks away. And so you got to know, is this team, they're 44 and 44. So they're playing 500. They're only what 
how many games back in the Mets? What three and a half? I mean, three that's not that much. Yep. That's one series. I mean, yep. playing a, a series with the Mets, and let's be honest, the Mets have had a tendency to implode the last couple of years. Yep. So I don't see that not happening again. And every team in that division, besides the Marlins, is what about four to five games out from the Mets. Yep. So. And then I, since we last spoke, the Braves obviously lost uh, uh, Acuna for the year. Huge, yeah, which is enormous blow to them. I know they're going to get some other guys back healthy, but uh, losing him is um, yeah, it's devastating. And so, you know, it looks like the Phillies are getting healthy. I know they also went and checked in on Cole Hamels today. That was so. today down in uh, Texas. You interested in potentially Cole Hamels if he's healthy? Well, 37-year-old he had a – Good game earlier in the season. I guess was it the Rangers decided to part ways with him back then? No, or, no, he hasn't. He on, or was he on the Cubs back by then? Right? No, no, no. So he hasn't pitched in uh, over a year. So last year he played. He pitched three innings for the Braves, which is so. Oh. Yeah, he signed with the Braves a one-year contract. He pitched for them three innings, and uh, that what was all. He so he got injured. And he took kind of a year to like get his health together, get his arm together. So I'll tell you what, like if I'm the Phillies and he looks halfway impressive because he's probably better than Vin anything Vince Velasquez or uh, Matt Moore is going to give you or Spencer Howard who gets winded covering first base. So it's uh, I, you know, to me, Cole Hamels is worth it. You know, I hear the trade market. To me, I just don't know how the Phillies can be buyers because they don't have an attractive farm system. Right. Um, I don't know what they have to deal. You know, I think they could deal McCutch, McCutcheon, who's heated up. To... I think he's got this is his his last year on his contract, McCutcheon. Yep. Right? yep. So, you know, there's Great a chance that he, they wouldn't resign him anyway. So they might as well get something for him. Yeah. It's kind of like a. Uh, you to a lesser degree, like a Jimmy Rollins type of deal where they, I think they got Eflin in the Jimmy Rollins deal. Um, yeah. who, you know, our three, he's been pretty solid. So, but here's you, a question who would play left field then? I mean, if you do trade McCutcheon. Yeah. I mean, you would have to have uh, either this, that you'll have to have some platoon, I guess, with like Janikowski and Brad Miller and, yeah. you know, those guys out in left field, um, you know, Kutch is, is not so fleet afoot anymore in left field um, that you'd be losing too much defensively. And, you know, maybe they could make a deal for someone, a left fielder or an outfielder, because God knows they're not producing any of them on the farm. So, yeah. uh, you know, maybe you run Luke Wilson out there, our boy Luke. Uh, so, uh, you know, you have, you have some options, but I, you know, could they deal Reese Hoskins? I mean, Hos he's actually, Homer wise and, and RBI wise, he's having a pretty good year. He's not hitting well and he certainly fields for shit, but that's that's generally what it you know, at least people come down and talk about. He he's your ideal DH though, Reese Hoskins. And exactly you, know, you sort of wish that Major League Baseball would finally go in that direction and you know, and he'd be a good DH. Um, so you know, and then you'd get in a position who would your DH be next year if you don't keep him around? I don't know if they're going to make the rule change over the summer or not. I mean, over the fall, if they're going to change to a permanent DH, that was one thing that was on for discussion last year. I'd like to see it happen though. Yeah. And yeah. And Reese, uh, I mean, Bryce will probably eventually become a, uh, your DH uh, at some point, but yeah, you're right. It was uh, under rules discussion. And are they doing away with the uh, seven inning? Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think they permanently made a decision. I actually really hope they don't. You know, at first I was really against it, but the seven inning thing, and I, I sort of have grown to like the man on second rule. Have you? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't I, know about you. I, but... I can't figure it out whether I like it or not. Yeah. Well, I like that it moves the games along quicker, though. Well, I think that's a big deal with baseball. The major criticism with baseball was the time. So we, we had a pitch count. Remember the pitching uh, timer? Yep. Not the pitch count, but the timer for you have to make a yeah. pitch in like 40 seconds. Right. You know, it's not, there's nothing fun like seeing a pitcher grab his crotch every 20 seconds and delay it, you know, delay making a pitch. Yep. And it just seems like that's happened a lot. I mean, your stalwarts in baseball love baseball. They're never not going to love baseball. And if you go up to a place like Boston, Boston is interesting in the sense that 
baseball will always be number one. It really doesn't matter how well the other teams are doing. And just like in LA, I think LA is sort of like the Dodgers and the Lakers are sort of one and one. Um, So obviously Philly is always going to be what we consider an Eagles town, regardless of how good or how bad the Eagles are. You know, our fans love to go tailgating. I think people love to get together on Sundays and, and that's sort of where, you know, I would like to take this conversation. You know, we're a couple weeks away from, um, from training camp. And, um, you know, the rumors on local radio here about Deshaun Watson bringing him over to the Eagles. And I'm going to be honest, I want none of that. I want none of him. Yeah, not interested. Um, not interested. I, I'm not anyone who faces 20 plus allegations of the same thing. Um, you know, listen, even if the charges are dismissed, someone had a great point the other day. They said, look, just because the charge are dismissed doesn't mean you're innocent. Correct. And uh, yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I, I think we're fine with where we are. Let's see what Jalen can do. You drafted him in the second round. Listen, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to be Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying that at all. I don't think that's the case. But I also, I don't want to, uh, you know, go through a situation where to me this is different than the Michael Vick situation right and there has been the comparison I just think it's a completely different comparison and even Michael Vick went to jail he served yep, his time he served his time right yeah and so um I, I don't like any of the stuff that I've read and so I hope it, it but it does worry me it does worry me because that is a very Howie type of move. Tell me you couldn't see something like that move coming. He, I don't he, think they could survive it with a rookie quarter, a rookie coach. I just don't think it would work. And um, I just think that there would be a lot of backlash. But then I'll listen to people on the radio and they'll be like, you know, I'm, I haven't made up my mind. And that's something I don't understand with, um, you know, football is important. Sports are important. But the way we treat women in our society is so much more important. And again, this man has a right to d- his day in court, but I have a feeling a lot of these cases are gonna be settled um, out of court and he's mm-hmm. just gonna settle these suits. So the question is at that point, do you take him back? I mean, no team ever gave Ray Rice another chance. And uh, right. Yeah, so. But they sure gave Tyreek Hill another chance. You yeah, know? what now? I forget. What did he do? What was the, uh, um, he hit his, uh, pregnant girlfriend that you should, you should read the story about him from college. It's pretty, it's pretty awful. Now, where did he go to school? Um, uh, I can't remember some, a state it's something state. I can't remember what it was. Um, and it was a smaller school. And then of course, Joe Mixon, you know, who to his credit has stayed, uh, you know, you haven't really heard anything about Joe Mixon um, off the field since he's been a pro, but he had that awful video of, of you know, hitting the uh, woman um, when he was at uh, Oklahoma. So that was awful. And, you know, look, like, you see there's such a fine line between the violence that these guys play with on the field and then being able to, and I always felt like, to me, Brian Dawkins is such a wonder that he played with such a violence on the field and yet off the field. And he's, you hear him talking, he'll tell you he's, you know, like. He's had a lot of mental health issues if, as I'm, as I've heard Brian Dawkins. Well, I, I, and I think that's what makes him so, that makes him so special actually, is that he's, he's willing to show this other side to people. And I just respect that a lot. He's very into mental health, and that's what his whole mission is right now, is to help people, not just football players, but just people in general, you know, make this a a more relevant and uh, consistent conversation, which is important. So, and then you see, obviously, the horrendous stuff that went down with Richard Sherman this week. Yep. Uh, I didn't hear the total story. I know it was in Washington, D.C., right? No, it was in Seattle. Oh, it was Seattle, Washington. I was wondering what he'd be doing in Washington, D.C. What was the, uh, what happened with him? I heard a little bit, but this week's been crazy for me. Yeah, there was a, a domestic dispute with, I believe, his ex-wife where she called 911. And the 911 operator was awful, by the way, if you listen to like. Was she's it a like, man or a woman? No, it's a woman. And she's like chastising the woman who's calling. And like That's the woman's like, I need a police officer here 
she was like feared for her life. And Richard Sherman today, to his credit, issued an apology, said that he needed to get help and all this stuff. But well, I'm glad that he issued an apology. It's a little too late, but well, yeah. of course, of course, it's too late. But yeah. you know, look, like I mean, and you, but the question you have to ask doing, is that doing, a sincere apology or or was he pressed by his PR team to do that? I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, Sherman is a really, like, have you heard him speak before? He's a really smart guy, uh, Stanford kid, or Stanford guy, I should say. Right. Um, he is, I've heard him talk a lot on a lot of just uh, he, really interesting. That's why it was so shocking to come from him, because he's just a real, like, kind of, almost like a thought leader in, in. in uh, but you see, it, it changes your opinion, because you, you can meet educated people that, are, that do some horrible things. And they Absolutely. could be athletes too. And I, it's a shame because you had a high respect for him because he was intellectual. He could communicate on certain issues. And that's that's frustrating. He just never but, hit a woman. I mean, that's- Yeah, the, you don't, you don't. Well, he didn't hit a woman, by the way. He, he was like th threatening to break in the house. He was threatening to kill himself. He was threatening to, uh, you know, do, do all this, like inflict harm on himself. And- See, uh, that shows me that he's in dire need of mental health as Certainly. Right. And, and that's what he admitted to. And so all I was saying was like, why, while I commend him for issuing an apology, look, you could have done all that and, and not said what you said and not sought, sought out help. And I think by coming out and saying, I need to get help, like to me, I, you know, okay, that's the right thing. So I appreciate that more so than not doing anything. So that's where I was coming from with it. Yeah. So back to the Eagles. I mean, how do you feel like Jalen Hurts is going to do in his first official training camp as the number one quarterback? It's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, he's learning a new offense. He will have the benefit of having a training camp. People forget that yeah. he really didn't have a training camp last year. And uh, it was just such a wonky, crazy year. And you see, did you see this video where he, uh, he was deadlifting 600 pounds at oh, Lane wow. Johnson's uh, workout? So, like this guy, he is an animal. I will say that about Jalen Hurts, like no one is going to outwork him. Uh, so I'm not worried. We're going to really, really need to, you know, run the ball more this year. So maybe that's going to help. Hopefully we'll have Miles Sanders back this year. And I know they're going to probably have, will they use generally about four running backs this year? Uh, yes. Yeah, so they have Sanders, then they signed Carrion Johnson from the Lions. So that's going to be a good one-two punch if both those guys can stay healthy. And then they have Jordan Howard, who they signed and Kenny Gainwell, who they drafted. And then they have your boy, uh, Austin uh, Scott, right? Austin Scott. I almost called him Bart. Now, Scott. is he going to make the team this year or you, you think he is or not? I, I, yeah, I think he and Gainwell are very similar players, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if Gainwell has a good camp, if they actually trade him, Boston Scott and get like a seventh or sixth round pick or something for him. You know, I wouldn't be surprised about that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, what, I don't know what, what to expect from Jalen Hurts. I, he, I was not impressed with him at all at Alabama. I thought he. You're the SEC guy. So you, you know. Yeah. So I watched him for years and yes, he came in and replaced Tua and beat Georgia in an SEC championship game, which was unbelievable because the year before Georgia kicked his ass and then Tua came in and won the national title. So it was like, we had it both ways at Georgia on the receiving end both times as we all often are. Uh, but with Jay, so I wasn't super impressed with what I saw from him at Alabama. I felt like he was a good uh, sort of manager of the talent and the offense there. And I think then he goes to Oklahoma and he shows a whole nother side and a whole different uh, type of offense and a spread offense. And he, his numbers were earth shattering. But then he comes in last year and he, you know, played what, four games? I think and it was four games and four games. not really a good reflection of what he could do anyways. Right. Because and I think the, the situation first, was crazy. Yeah. And the first two games he played were, were his best two games. And then, yeah. you know, he sort of, so is that a question of teams having more tape on him and adjusting and adapting to him? Or is that a situation of we lost all those games and maybe our team was falling apart, starting to quit. The last so, game, remember he was, was he pulled out? in the third uh, quarter and they put Sudfield in yeah. the third quarter against the Redskins. Redskins. So that game wasn't a fair game. reflection either because yeah. he was intending on them getting a lower pick, which you never right. do that. You absolutely right. never do that. 
Yeah. I know the Giants were outraged, all these Giants fans. I'm like, maybe win more than six games and you deserve to make the playoffs. Exactly. Go screw Giants. That's what I say. Uh, But so going back to Jalen, I think he showed some glimpses uh, and some flashes. You know, I don't think anyone can say how they project he's going to be. He's going to be an entirely new offense. I love, you know how much I love Devontae Smith. And I think is Jalen Rager. Do you think he's going to have a good comeback season? This Our year? boy Jamie Lynch is all over Jalen Rager. I, I know, think, I know, I know. I we think talked about that have, a couple of weeks ago with Jamie. He, he I, thought he was going to have a good year as a, sec, a number two receiver. To me, this is a make or break year for Rager because I think he had a lot of injuries last year. Again, he had, uh, you know, he had a lot of reasons as to some of the um, challenges that he had. So this year he's getting full training camp. He's healthy. I hope he stays healthy. And let's, I expect to see a lot from him this year. And then. Does your boy Osega Whiteside come back or no? I don't think he makes the team this year. What's he bring to the squad? You know, he's got some. I don't know, man. They drafted him so high. I mean, maybe this is the year where he finds his Jesus moment. He becomes like this great third receiver. He could, but you got to at some point. So I don't, and I think their wide receiver core actually with Quez Watkins, you got John Hightower, you got Greg Ward, um, you got uh, your boy, Travis Fulgham. So we we signed out of nowhere, right? I mean, right. So was he a lion or was he a bear or I think he was a lion Uh, practice squad or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see, what Sirianni does with this offense is Zach Ertz going to be there. Is he going to be a tight end? Is it going to be Dallas Goddard? Um, I heard, do you remember Jordan Matthews? I read he's trying to come back as a tight end. He's put on all this weight. And so he's, he's been, been out of the league for what, four, three years or probably two, two years. Yeah. He was, he was hurt a bunch and played for San Francisco. But so I think at the end of the day, Jalen hurts. I think he will be, uh, I think he will be next summer. Honestly, I hate to say this. I think we're still going to have, we're going to be split about whether. Questions. Yeah. Whether or not he's the quarterback of the future. I think he's going to show similarly to what he did this year. I think there's going to be games where you're just like, this guy is, is really great and makes great decisions. I think there's going to be games where he just does not, does not play well. Well, Curious to see where he rates in the whole, you know, like of NFL starting quarterbacks. I'm sure he's not going to be a high draw in fantasy football this year. But I do love that people, uh, you know, that basically the league, like they're rookies that were drafted, like after the 10th pick that the so-called experts are putting ahead of Hertz and the disrespect for Hertz is, is pretty very pretty large. significant. So, and I know he's a guy that thrives on stuff like that. So that's like kind of cool stuff that I look forward to, but you know, I think you also have to have the right perspective with the Eagle season. You know, it's not going to be, I don't see, you know, I know uh, what's his name. Um, Adam Schefter came on uh, the radio the other day and said, Hey, he thinks the Eagles are a Super Bowl team with Deshaun Watson. I just don't that's see crazy. that. That's I don't cra- think- I, see, I don't think he, he would put them in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's so I many, even- I mean, does, the line is going to be better. He- does I think he play we talked about back? we think the line is going to be better. So that's going to be a good thing for Hurts. Yeah, that would be a great thing for Hurts if they can stay healthy. But does Deshaun Watson play defensive back? Because as last no. I checked, we our defensive secondary is sorry as hell. And that was sort of the next piece. I mean, how are our our cornerbacks our, our and our safeties are not the greatest going into the season? That's being very kind to say that. Yeah, I, I no. I mean, you have Darius Slay. You have uh, McLeod and a bunch of question marks, man. A bunch of. No, they drafted this guy in what the fourth round or. Oh, the defensive back, uh, Zach McPherson. Yeah, from Texas Tech. And we don't. I mean, is he even going to make a contribution this year? He could. I mean, you know that it's wide open. But I'd like to see them. They have to sign a legit like DB two. I think to line up. Who's out there still though? That would be the question. That guy, Steven, Steven Nelson, who played at Pittsburgh, he started at Pittsburgh. You mentioned him a couple weeks ago. And he, no, no, he's still out there. So I don't know. Maybe he's not that good. But the rumor is that he's he's looking for a certain amount of money. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Eagles season still a little ways away. I mean, let's talk Sixers, though, because yeah, uh, Sixers. Dame came out today. And what said, was this? Dame Lillard, there's a rumor. 
Uh, that, that he Dave wants Dillon, out. Yeah, that, that he wants out of Portland. Right. I didn't and know that. I read another rumor. Did you know he turned 31 like two days ago, though? That sort of scared me a little bit. Well, do you remember what I said to Jamie a couple of weeks ago when we talked? I said, here's what I, I this is my concern, right? So Dame is in, he's a fantastic player, but Dame in two years at 33, I don't think he's going to be elite anymore at yeah. 33. I just don't know. He's going to, his game's going to drop off. Um, and so you have to ask yourself, is the collection of Ben Simmons, 26 year old at that point in two years, Ben Simmons, and a 22, 23 year old Tyrese Maxey, is that going to be how, and, you know, potential first round draft pick, which of course is not a great pick because it's going to be at the end of the round. How does that match up with Dame in two years? Because if you're making this deal, your window in my mind is probably the next two years because right. Joel's going to get super max in two years. You're going to have to make that decision. And, and the Sixers are going to have to pay him that unless he has a catastrophic injury between now and then. Let's hope he does. Which could, which could happen. You never know. But yeah, let's hope I he was, does. I, there's, a, there's another problem. There's another team that has a two-year window, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. And yep. they're going to have a whole preseason together. Although uh, Duran is actually playing right now in the Olympics. Yeah. The Olympic, uh, you know, uh, practice games. But uh, I, I did want to say something about the, that sort of segues into the Sixers a little bit. Watching the Bucks, I didn't realize how much better they were than the Sixers right now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit upset by that. I guess maybe we were invested as fans a little bit. Maybe it, you know, we were covering our eyes to the fact that the Bucks maybe they didn't have the best record, but they were still better than us collectively. Right. And that right. bothers me a lot. I um, understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, but. And I, what Giannis has done is to me is like as incredible as a performance on a, I mean, I saw that knee injury and I texted someone and I was like, he's done. Like he tore his ACL. There's no doubt about it. And to see what he's been able to do, Amazing. it's incredible, incredible. And I so, think Joel has that, but I don't think Ben is ever going to get that, that yeah. a desire. And that, I guess that's what bothers me. And, and, you know, so so some of the deals, you know, Damian Lillard, I don't want C.J. McCollum. I mean, I don't think that's a fair straight up deal. Um, mm -hmm. And he's also got max money, C.J. McCollum, and he's about six years older than him. So yep. and I don't like the Brogdon deal. Uh, I'm going to take back. I, I had supported the Colin Sexton deal with Kevin Love. I, I don't like that deal anymore. Most of these deals are sort of. Ugly no more deals. sex down for you. Why? No more sex town for you, Colin sex no town for me. So it's sort of like the thing is because we're on the low trading this guy and everyone knows it, they feel like they can take advantage of, of uh, the Sixers. And so it reach, we reach a certain point where maybe we just do not trade them right now because it's not worth it. And how do you explain that to a fan base? If you're not going to get good value for him, then Joel Embiid is never going to be able to win a championship anyways. Right. And I wouldn't. Right. And that's the thing. I think some people look at it as like addition by subtraction. And I don't look at it like that. Not with a 24 year old who is has has the trophy case that he has as did he totally suck this year in the playoff. He 100 percent. He did. There's no denying that. But again, to trade him for like D'Angelo Russell. No, thank you. Yes, that would you be know. Helpful. To trade him for CJ, no thank you. To trade him for, uh, you know, to to Golden State for some combination of Andrew Wiggins and, you know, like draft picks, you know, I mean, I like draft picks, but I don't, I don't, Andrew Wiggins, no thank you. You know, like right. they're, to your point, they're not going to advance your cause. So don't make a move just to make a move. But it yeah. seems like that's sort of, and that's been the problem with Maury a little bit. And they were, they were looking at the last move he made at Houston was the Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook move. Sometimes mm -hmm. don't make the move just to make the move. Even if you think you're getting the sexier player, it's got to fit the team. And that's really important. And I think, hopefully, I think he's learned from that mistake, which Russell Westbrook just did not blend well. And, and Chris Paul was not past his prime. He still right. had some years. So I'm hoping, I really am hoping that, you know, that the, the brass there will make the right decision. I know that they, Daryl Morey brought over someone from the Rockets this week uh, to become president of operations with the team, mm -hmm. um, who's now the president of operations for 
both the Sixers and the Devils, so I don't know how much of a say he's going to have in personnel moves. So, um, But I really hope that the Sixers, they get some relaxation over the summer. And then I think we need to know what they're going to do with uh, some of their free agents like Furkan Korkmaz. Do you bring him back? Um, I sort of would like to bring him back. Um, then the other thing is George Hill is actually under contract. So unless you want to move the guy, uh, he's coming back. And uh, my friend and your friend, Danny Green. Danny Green, I believe, will be out of here, though. Yeah, I, I think Danny Green. I, I heard the interview last week uh, after we recorded. I listened to it on Johnny Clark's podcast. And the way he was talking to me sounded like he's he's out. Um, yeah. That's that. That was the vibe I got. Yeah, I, I didn't think know that thirty-five-year-old basketball players who occasionally go one for ten are in such hot demand. Right, but. right. And but George Hill is, you know, he could be an attractive trade commodity because he's got one year left on that deal. So there's an opportunity for a team to, uh, you know, free up some cash if they're in a situation like that. But look, at the end of the day, for me, with Ben Simmons. It's, he's polarizing. He's going to have to have the thickest skin because I think Philly fans. Well, he doesn't though. Afraid. That's the problem. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't. Have the he doesn't. Skin. And he's going to have to work on his jump shot. And I don't know if he's ready to do that. Uh, and he's got to go see a, a sports psychologist. And I'm not sure that he's committed to doing that, you know? Uh, so those are the things that make you wonder. And I think Jamie also brought up a really good point where it is Joel's team. There's no doubt about it. So if Joe, and, and it's been interesting, I haven't heard anything where Joel came out in support of Ben recently. So I don't know if his silence is anything that we need to be reading into, but uh, you know, and then there was also a rumored, this is what pisses me off though. Like there was that rumored Kings deal where the King said, hey, we'll make a, or, you know, like and the Timberwolves, same thing. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll deal you anyone on a roster, but we're not dealing you Carl Anthony Towns. We're not dealing you um, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. Well, I'd, hang up, I'd hang up the phone, you know, just like if Sacramento said, Hey, we're not dealing you De'Aaron Fox. I'm like, you're not dealing me De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons. You got to be out of your mind. And there's like, nothing on that team that's worthwhile dealing for on the. I don't want Buddy Heald here. What, what yeah. the hell is Buddy Heald going to bring us? You know, so Tyrese Halliburton is the name I heard, but Tyrese Halliburton doesn't help you win. He's 19 years old. Yeah, maybe he'll be 20 by next year. He's not going to help you win an NBA championship. Right. So at a certain point, it makes more sense to bring him back, and I think it's good. You know, fans were very emotional, but you take two, three weeks off, and you let it sit for a while. Now, it's interesting. Ben Simmons is not, if he can't make it here, he's not going to make it in New York. He's not going to make it in LA. He's not going to make it. He's going to end up in a small market like Portland. So, I mean, unless he wants to play in Portland or Sacramento, then he should be coming back here and proving himself. And uh, he bought the house in LA. I know that there's no chance he's going to play for the, the Lakers or the Clippers unless the Clippers want to give us something good. And they don't have anything to give us. And neither do the Lakers. What do, you, what do you want? Like Kyle Kuzma and like, uh, you uh, know. The guy so, that went to Georgia, the shooting guard from Georgia. What, yeah, KCP. Tavius Caldwell Pope, right? He right. went to Georgia. Yeah, you you want that stuff? Like, no, I went to Georgia and I don't want him. So forget it. No, it's <laughs> not. But here, what if, and this would never happen, but if it, could you go to Denver and ask for Jamal Murray, for Ben Simmons, would you do Ben Simmons and Maxi and a pick for Jamal Murray? Well, I would probably want something more than just Jamal Murray, but. But would, I mean, that's the type of player to me that that's the type of player that I'd be looking for in return. He's, so, he's such Murray. an unusual player, Simmons, and what he can offer that right. if he was even reasonably like an 18 point game scorer, which, or 15, 16 point game score. If he just got somewhat of a decent shot, his game would become so much more, you know, beautiful. Um, and uh, the fans would love him. I, that's the other thing. People were cheering for him to make foul shots. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that's why I always get sort of defensive about J Danny Green's comments. I mean, he failed to mention that people were supporting him. You know, it just reached a point where it was ridiculous. You can't continue to support someone who's doing something that, you know, the, the lowest three throw percentage in NBA history in the playoffs. I mean, I think it was 32%. I mean, even Shaq had a better 
uh, free throw percentage. And that was always the joke against Shaq that he couldn't hit anything. He was a brick man. Yep. But, you know, at the end of the day, I guess, let's go back to Dame real quick. So I, for me, I, I, would I deal Ben Simmons and some picks for Dame, some number one picks for Dame? I would. Would, yes, I, deal, right. would I deal Ben Simmons and Maxi for, and picks for Dame? That that's I, I'd have to think about it. I, there's but you probably no, would have to either put in Matisse Thibel or Maxi, and because there's Maxie, no way I'm dealing both of those guys and yeah. picks though. I'm telling you, there's no I I'd walk away from that deal. Like, and I've been really impressed with Thibel the way he's. Did you see the block he had on Durant in the yeah. Olympics? Yeah, I mean, and he's been playing really well, and wonderfully in the Olympics. I yeah. think what you're looking at is a three team deal. That would so probably too. be what ultimately has to happen, similar to what. Uh, the Rockets did with Harden to the Nets. Um, might I add, speaking about Victor Oladipo, I want nothing to do with that guy. Yeah, he may not even play next year. I heard his yeah. knee injury is so bad. I don't know parts of that. Um, the now, what, now, what if, uh, here's one, what if uh, Indiana came back and said, that? what if they threw in uh, Levert? Maybe. I mean, I, yeah. I like Levert. Look at this, fans calling. Hold on one second. I'll put some old music on. Back after a, a small commercial break, I, I did have a call from a very hardworking employee of mine, sending a shout out to Jessica Ryan. Jessica. Employee of the month. happy to have you here at Tutoring Club. She was diligently calling me about a scheduling matter. So, I mean, you gotta love that. There you go. We love that, man. She's on top of it. But let's get back to Let's finish strong here. So Dame Lillard, ready? You doing the deal for Matisse, Maxi, multiple first round picks, and Ben for for Dame. one of the players. Wouldn't be two players. Okay. It'd be it would be maybe uh, they're going to want Maxi. They're not going to want Thibel. Although we'll see, as you said about his Olympic stock, if it rises. Right, and to your point, they have C.J. McCollum, so they may want another defender. You know yeah. better, but I don't know that they're they're defensively okay. So who know? Actually, no, they're defensively terrible. So maybe they would want Bible, but I I wouldn't. I I don't the know. Trailblazers are horrible, or the Sixers are horrible. The, the Trailblazers are horrible. And yeah. the other thing you have to think about is you do that deal for Thibault and Simmons, who's all of a sudden no be your defensive stopper. You have no defense, right? And everyone's like, oh well, you don't need a defense with Joel Embiid. Last I checked, Joel Embiid gets injured quite a bit, right? Right. Well, yeah. That's why we got to bring the big guy in from Kentucky. DeMarcus Cousins is the backup. So oh, no, thank you. Yeah, we'll see. It might happen. Might happen. Could happen. Uh, so, and then, so that's it. So that's where I kind of feel like we are with, with Dame is certainly Ben and picks. Ben plus either Maxi or Thibel, which is probably what's going to get it done with picks. I'd have to think about that. Uh, if Dame was younger, I'd say I'm all in. But at 31, to me, it just scares me that the window is about what two I feel years. Is two years. About two years. Yeah, two years. And to your point, you know, Brooklyn's still going to be great. You know, LeBron is going to be back next year. Um, and Milwaukee is. Phoenix, Phoenix and, and right, Phoenix right. and Milwaukee are young. Atlanta is still going to be good next year. I, you know, it's what's funny is I thought about like, uh, I saw an interesting trade today about the Hawks getting um, trying to go after Jimmy Butler and what they would have to give up. And probably John Collins, probably John Collins and something else. See yeah. the issue with Collins is they've got a, they've got a, he wants a max contract, John Collins. And uh, I don't think the guy's worth it. Is it John Collins or Jason Collins? No, John Collins. Yeah. Uh, but Jason you know, Collins was one of the Collins brothers back in uh, the early two thousands, I believe, or, mid to oh is that his brother or another collins no that's another collins but yeah so, john collins you're right i agree i don't think he's a max player but i think someone's going to pay him max money well i think the hawks are going to end up paying him that that's the problem with the and hawks they're going to regret that they're going to max him and then they're eventually going to have to max trey so they're yeah. going to have their 230 million or whatever the amount is contracts on these guys that trey is the one that deserves it collins does not but you know so um so that we'll leave it at basketball there. And I hopefully we'll, we'll have some news. I mean, uh, I did want to uh, segue into the Olympics a little bit. I've got my, yeah. keyboard, um, and one thing that I've always been interested in is 
Olympic basketball. Uh, that's one sport that I do follow. And I know that the U.S. lost probably one of the worst games uh, in, in their history. Now, obviously, it, was a, it wasn't an official game. It was a, a practice game or whatever you want to call it against Nigeria. But I was shocked by that. And then they followed it up with a, another loss against Australia and then uh, beat Argentina by quite a bit. So they, they turned it around. But the bad news is that Bradley Beal is now out uh, due to uh, COVID protocol. So any thoughts about Olympic basketball or you could care less? I'm not into it. I'm not feeling it. I watched them lose to Nigeria. I watched the last 13 seconds after watching some uh, Copa Cup. Um, yeah between Argentina and Brazil was like the perfect sports timing. I got done. Argentina won and England lost again in a penalty shootout. As I think I said that to you, England always loses in penalty shootouts and they lost again. It's amazing. Yeah. They, it's almost like the way they lost was as painful as you could, you know, you get that one zero lead and then it's like as painful a way to lose. Right. Italy was better. They simply were better in the Euro finals. And I'm glad to see Argentina. I think that was Argentina's first major win against Brazil since 2016. Yeah. And Messi's first uh, championship for his country. Um, So that was, that was pretty cool to see that. That was very emotional for a lot of the players. Um, So yeah, Olympic basketball. I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. I, I, I'm so still recovering from the Sixers loss to the Hawks. Honestly, I am not, feeling Olympic basketball. I am excited about the Olympics. I do love the games. And you had uh, some experiences in Atlanta in 96, right? You, you, did, take, I did. you did, I did go to some of, the, some of the events, right? You did. Yeah. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. If anyone has the opportunity, if anyone's in Tokyo this year. Well, no one is. That's, oh, that's right. No fans in Tokyo. No fans. <laughs> I'm no. here. I'm here tonight in Tokyo. Right. Uh, it's uh, well, it's probably, if I was here in Tokyo, it'd probably be about, the morning, the next morning already here in Tokyo. It's very beautiful out. Yeah, that's wonderful, man. Everyone's got masks on because no one's vaccinated here. But uh, yeah, yeah. Do you get excited about the Olympics? I know you you went to the soccer match in Athens, right? They had it at uh, UGA, right? Probably the greatest sporting event of my life. Uh, going back that um, I went to the women's gold medal game and oh, wow, that's good no 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 no. sorry it was the men's gold medal game between nigeria and argentina funny enough and yeah. uh that was super cool uh over eagles the i was trying to buy a nigerian shirt from people and they wouldn't sell it to me it was like oh. an authentic but uh yeah it was it was incredible in sanford stadium watching that game uh you know it was like nothing i've ever seen it was the greatest sports event that I've ever been to live. Um, just the passion, like the energy, everything was great. So, um, but yeah, man, we could talk about it more. I think yeah, it's kind the of following. I, I just wanted to know. So I, the soccer is one thing, but I like the, uh, you know, I'm into the swimming and uh, my mom's yeah. into the gymnastics. gymnastics. I don't know if there's anything you're going to watch otherwise. Uh, the track. Yeah, I probably watch some of this. The tr- I love the track and field. I love like some of the, um, some of the skateboarding stuff's pretty cool, I think. Uh, just new new stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, those are the things. I like the swimming too. Uh, yeah. And the diving's fun to watch. So I, I get into the Olympics. We'll, we'll be watching we'll, it uh, yeah. next week for sure. Right. It's, uh, I think it's next Friday. It's probably the first. Well, I think it's 21st. Oh, then it's quicker than that. It's 21st or 23rd. I can't remember. Yeah. Then it's next week. And that, I mean, I'm going to, I think the Olympics is a wonderful place to wrap. Um, I, it's funny. I have it's 2021 because although it's 2021, they're still called the 2020 Olympics, which makes no sense. But. That's right. That's right. But yeah, but the Olympics lot, big, big week coming up ahead. I hope everyone has a great weekend, uh, you know, and stay safe and watch your sports. Listen to your 1973. Is this, is this our, is this our official song? Then why can't we all be friends? Why can't we all be friends? This is the world song presented by 1973 and Smash Go to Tokyo!
Why can't we be friends? Bye-bye.